You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Lamgoat presents the Van Flip Podcast. What is up? Welcome back to this week's episode of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Or hey, maybe it's your first time and you're not coming back. So just welcome to the podcast. You picked a good one. Today I'm sitting with, via the Zoom box, I'm sitting with Paul and William from the no longer defunct but current band from a second story window out of Ohio. Early metalcore guys, how you doing? Welcome back. Where you been? <laughs> oh man, hiding in the woods, really. Um, <laughs> thanks for having us, for sure. Hey, thank you for um, having us on the podcast. Uh, Lamb Goat is, you know, the pinnacle. So we appreciate <laughs> you guys, um, and we're happy to be back. Happy to be sharing some. Uh, some newness, some oldness, and uh, just kind of reconnecting with everybody. So I'm Will, by the way. I'm the singer dude. <laughs> Does the other guy is? And uh, yeah, I I left uh, Ohio after the band broke up, and I've been in California. Then now I'm in Texas, and then I'm going back to Ohio next month, actually. Are you and I'll be closer back? to the band soon. Uh, yeah, oh, moving cool. there to uh, be closer to my dad, be able to finish, you know, writing more stuff with the band and just less travel for shows and everything we're doing. So it'll be a fun trip back home for at least a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Until you get bored yeah. of being in Ohio again, you know, and then you're like the itch, the itch is there and you, you'll want to move yeah. to Florida. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of people in Ohio just love to move to Florida. It's one of those places. They do. Yeah. Every time you walk down the street, you can hear an OH and then an IO. It doesn't matter where you are in the state. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Where are you from originally? I'm originally from here, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So that's okay. where I'm. That's where I'm at. And um, yeah, I just a lot of transplants from living in the Tampa and Orlando, Miami area. Uh, not so much here because we're like south of Georgia. But you know, the tropical yeah. destinational spots for someone who grew up or lives in snow most of the year. You know, they'll uh, they end up there for sure. But uh, so yeah, you guys kind of like I was going through the database right of lamb goat because Lamb Goat's been around for 25 years. This is our 25th year. I'm going to keep saying that all year long. But um, That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it is pretty yeah, crazy. Congratulations on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations. That's amazing. I did all the heavy lifting, I have to admit. No, I did not. That was Alex. <laughs> Alex was the original creator and, and owner of uh, Lamb Goat. And, you know, kudos to him for keeping it going for 22 and a half years until we picked it up. but Or 23 years or whatever. But anyway. Um, yeah, you guys were, uh, I was going back through the news postings cause we go back that long, you know, we go back to 99 and, um, you guys have kind of had some new news postings in the last, you know, handful of months, uh, maybe a year or so, but you guys teased the reunion show at the bowling alley. And then you had some, um, you teased some snippets of new material too, over the last couple of months. But literally before that, it was from a second story window breaks up and then that was the last one you know? <laughs> like 15 years ago <laughs> yeah like the last yeah input was from like 2008 and then it's like oh hey they're back so yeah. you know it wasn't anything in between how like you know sometimes alex might report on another band member doing something for another band or this band got together on a weekend or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean they do a lot of that but not this yeah, time we around. didn't do shit yeah not this time around <laughs> so so yeah i mean you guys broke up. We don't have to necessarily. We get broke it. up. We don't have to get into that, but you know, if you well, want to, well, we that's broke cool. up. We got Mexican food the next day, and then I drove back to North Carolina. And it sounds like uh, you know, Paul was like, "I got to go to California." 
Yeah. yeah. I had to do the Ohio person thing and either go to Florida or California, right? True. <laughs> I had a, I had a friend in LA, so I went there and uh, didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I had no job or anything. I was just like, you know, I'm used to traveling and having no money anyway, so I might as well give somewhere else a shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had a really good time out there, man. You did a lot of cool, cool things that you're still doing today, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah. I worked for a PR company for the last ten years, doing like social media stuff, graphic design, you know, whatever. You know, learning about the internet things, and uh, now I do all that stuff for the band, so that's come in handy. Hmm. Um, that's been fun to work on something that's like you're well, one that you're a part of, but two, just more interesting than the day to day stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been in Austin for eight years now. Uh, since I left LA, so yeah, it's been it's been cool. Awesome. What, and well, like, don't, don't, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I was ahead, just Will. gonna say real quick. Don't let Paul fool you though. That Snoopy on Ice video you did was really really good. <laughs> Snoopy. Oh, I think you mean Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> oh crap! Snoopy yeah. on Ice. Close enough. Yeah, uh, that's a like a national musical. I did the social media for, which oh, is nice. funny. I sent him a video. I made one day. <laughs> It's like the Charlie Brown logo bouncing. I was like, this is what I do. <laughs> this is my day job. This is where I get paid yeah, the big bucks. Yeah, that's awesome. So awesome. It's, it's cool, though. I've been working from home for 11 years now, so can't complain about anything. Yeah, that is cool. Although you got to be more hard on yourself because you start working all the time. That's at least <clears throat> what I found with like the last couple of years is working from home. It's like I then feel like, well, especially working from home for myself, but working from home for another entity it's always like they think i'm just dicking off so i gotta be extra you know stringent on my output so i gotta be like more of a better worker which what a rigmarole that is Mm -hmm. yeah that's the whole fucking yeah you gotta find that work-life balance you know yeah so yeah that go ahead that's that's the hard part for me is like i have no problem like motivating myself to work because like the motivation comes from you get to continue still working from home and having all that freedom but like because you never leave and i just like i just walk into my office like <laughs> this is where i work I'll, and i'll just sit here and all of a sudden it's seven eight o'clock some nights and i haven't done anything else and i just keep going so like i need to like go outside yeah, <laughs> i can talk to you about that well, all day long man that's like my life basically um do you do anything to like chop up the you know the every day because like you know I, i've noticed that like you said you all of a sudden get into a time hole and the other problem is my my partner in liam go lives on the west coast so i'm up before him so i'm doing stuff you know and handling the morning shift as we call it but then he'll get on and then i'll just we, we end up like in a chat on discord where we're just talking like we're in the office so to speak and next thing you know it's like oh fuck i've been doing this for 12 hours now and you know he's he's been on for seven hours eight hours I'm in the same boat because the people I work with are in LA so Mm -hmm. you know they're two hours different so I could be here at seven still going it's only five for them so it's not a big deal Uh, but since the band has come back and there's a ton of things to do um, I do break it up with that so I'll stop and play guitar for an hour work on a new song uh, you know work on our social media there's a million things we always need designed or you know merchandise whatever just ideas we're kind of like learning how to redo all this again while we're separated and you know will's out in north carolina i'm here the other three guys are back in ohio so it's been uh, an experience trying to figure out how to write a record and do all this stuff <clears throat> yeah especially after such a long time apart in general will you you left ohio and went back to north carolina and so like what's other than living in the woods what's been going on um well i mean so yeah i just i moved back to my hometown so it's in rural north carolina um and um gosh in the last 15 years um i just kind of got back into the local scene um i started a skateboard shop and um so i ran candace skateboard shop um and i did that for three or four years um and um that was really fun because i was able to put on shows and um connect with kids and the local scene and like sell skateboards and skate um we also had like an art gallery and um it was just a really cool like local like alternative skateboard vibe and um that was just super fun to kind of you know dig my feet back into the local community um i don't think i I wasn't really playing music much um but i was uh dabbled in some reggae for a little bit uh, (laughs) with some guys uh but uh, i didn't know that oh really we're breaking news here on the pod 
yeah, it was uh yeah, we did we had a little reggae jam group and it was super fun. That's um awesome. that sounds like yeah, you should have moved to but, Florida because uh, I don't I don't know if there's a lot of North Carolina reggae <laughs> vibes going on, but there's definitely a lot of reggae vibes down here in, in Florida on the beach. That backwoods yeah. reggae. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I play, and it was like some bluegrass guys too. So we were all just trying to do something that we'd never done before. Um, but uh, yeah, that was like, gosh, 2009 or something like that. 2010. Oh, so almost, almost like right after you guys split, you were back at it. Just a totally different genre. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this and give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I was just, well, I mean, yeah, I I think, you know, I think that uh, you never really lose, like, the love of, like, playing music, right? Um, Whether it's your, I mean, I've still got an acoustic guitar. I'm, like, a a very budget guitar player, but, like, um, I love playing acoustic guitar and just playing music, even when we're not in a band. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's super sick is, like, Paul got us all back together, basically. Um, And since we've been away, you know, music, recording music, writing music has gotten so, um, has evolved so much tech like technologically so it was just like everybody was like growing and kind of like dabbling it sounds like we're really still into music and then paul was like hey here's a track like let's let's start talking about writing music again and it was really cool just how we all kind of fell back into it and the communication started um and you can literally drive in your car and scream death metal vocals into your headphones to demo tracks yeah and it's like it's just incredible you know, like you said, the times like, have changed for sure. The times definitely have changed. Yeah, so it's totally different. Yeah. So Paul, yeah, he would send me a. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, no, you finish. <clears throat> I, he would send me stuff on his like way home to and from work, and like I would just get like a full. You know, it sounds like crap because it's from an iPhone, but like I'm learning <laughs> how to mix a little bit, uh, and so we'd put it in there like, oh, like we actually have a full demo, and he did this in his car, like on the oh, way home. So I'm trying to learn how to mix, and it's it's been fun to like deal with all these problems and learn how to program drums and all that stuff because like nobody was playing when we started again. So like I had demoed a bunch of songs from my other bands and projects I've done over the years. And, uh, I was like, I, I'll give this a shot. And I didn't tell them I was going to do it. And I just like dropped a, like half of a song in there one day, fully expecting everyone to go like, that's cool, but definitely not doing this mm. again. Yeah. <laughs> and then here we are, <laughs> we're putting out a song on Friday. <laughs> yeah. That was my, that was a question I was going to have. Like what made you, like what made you after 15 years aside today's the day uh it was like in 2021 when wax vessel put out our vinyl Mm. uh with all the old records that got everybody talking again so we had like all six of us including uh the previous vocalist sean was in a group chat and uh you know we were just reconnecting and shooting the shit every day and talking and i it was him first i think that um we said everyone had the same dream at some point where like kind of like when you like wake up and realize you're naked in high school and you like freak out but it was we're on stage and we're about to play a show but we never practiced Mm. and so it was like the most terrifying thing and like multiple people in the band had that same dream so uh we don't make that make that joke all the time then one day he was like i had a dream we wrote an 18 minute long song um and i just go what if we do that and everyone was like haha so i just started like a minute and a half and uh he texted me on the side and was like, um, you can program drums, right? What if you just made something and didn't tell him and just put it in there? I was like, I'm already on it. <laughs> yeah. So I was stoked. Everyone liked it and said, yeah, let's do it. So everyone got back to it and I'm proud of everyone. They're killing it. Yeah. And you, um, you, can, you almost kind of relived the dream that you guys all were having, but you, know, you practiced a little bit and played at a bowling alley instead of you know, naked yeah. or whatever. 
the the week before or like maybe two weeks before I, I had no nerves. And then all of a sudden it hit me like that this was coming. And like, I'm out here in Texas. I only got to play once with them. Will mm. got to play or no, we got twice. He, I came up one more time than he did, but like the other three guys have been in a room for weeks and or months and months. So it was pretty nerve wracking <laughs> playing to the record. It's never the same as being in the room with everybody and like relearning all this stuff. And then like one night I just had this like crazy panic attack, like sat up on the, I got out of bed, like, <laughs> like the heart's going and then like i got it all out of my system that night and then everything was cool but like it was like it all built up over yeah. uh, the last year was it was Shout it young stone bowl yeah. yeah no i, I definitely yeah. want to i definitely want to talk about the venue but we'll get into that uh what was it like though i mean it, within the span of before the the wax vessel stuff like did you guys just you know like say screw it It'll it, that that's that time has come and gone already, and you know from a second story window is you know basically a thing of my past. Because at some point, you know, you get five, ten, you know, you got fifteen years down the road. Um, now again, you know, there was like a, I'm sure you all saw the somewhat of the resurgence, you know, post COVID or during COVID of like a lot of bands coming back, Furnace Festival getting a lot of bands to, uh, you know reunite so to speak for one time and then like next thing you know they're like oh well we liked getting back together which you know (laughs) spoiler alert that's never a bad thing probably for most bands but you know like what made it after like 15 years for you know i mean outside of the the wax vessel stuff like in that time frame you guys just never even thought about it or batted an eye about it and just thought that was a thing of the past and the page was turned i never thought it would happen (laughs) i didn't either (laughs) Uh, we just we talked I mean, a lot, think, like here and there, like, but it was never. I never thought it would ever happen. Not in a million years. Yeah, I felt like we were just all so. It was interesting because you know, like when you do something as as like hard and fast as we did it, and like as long as we did it in that that vein, you know, when it was over, it was just kind of like, okay, like that's cool, like that was great, and. uh <laughs> And then, but then, like everything else, just happened. Like everything just kept happening normally and organically. And you know, Paul moved to L.A., and then you know, I moved to North Carolina. The other guys were doing their thing, and and uh, I think we all had like some years where we just kind of did our own thing, and and maybe didn't connect as much, but we always stayed in touch a little bit. Um, yeah. But then you know, we all kind of just started becoming like, you know, grown ass men, and like you know, figuring out what we want to do, and. Um, you know, some of us got married and had families and I mean, it's, uh, it, it's definitely something that was always like, we're stoked. We did that. It was the, one of the best times of our lives, you know what I mean? And then, um, so when it, when the opportunity came around to do it again, it was just kind of the same thing. It was just like, oh, that was great. It was over. And it was just like, oh, now it's back. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause it's like, so it's like so ingrained in us to be like stoked on that. Spring that makes break sense. forever. Yeah. No, it does make sense. Yeah. yeah no, it does make sense. I think I mean, about, it was important to us too because like when we when we ended we didn't end on a bad note like fighting or it wasn't anything like yeah. that it just kind of like everyone was burnt and whatever but we like we didn't play a good last show we didn't have it wasn't the planned last show we didn't know it was going to be our last show we broke up before the last record came out even yeah. it was in the bag and finished and like that's how bad we were just like done so this is important for us to kind of like come back and do our thing for a little bit. And then when we want to put it to rest our way and do a final show, you know, after putting out new music and all that for a couple of years, then we can do it and be happy with it and not have that like regret yeah, uh, that we just turned our backs and like moved on with our lives. So was it just burnout? Like that's really what the cause was to like hang it up. Cause I mean like, <clears throat> again, like you just said, your record was already done. You, you know, you already probably could have, extended the life for another year or two or whatever depending on whatever happens because also in that time frame you also have like the social media is just starting to you know be a thing and you know you guys you guys missed out on that you know that big wave yeah uh so my thing is like yeah uh fuck i got lost because will was gonna say something i was like do i want to keep going but yeah so (laughs) like you know this is very strange because you had the album in the bag, you know, you didn't know that was going to be your final show. You didn't have a final show plan. And then you just like walked away from it. And it just, I guess a lot of people don't really understand that mindset of it because you had so much kind of already pre-planned. It sounded like, and then outside of just being burnt out, I guess people would be like, 
had, something had to have been going on internally or this, that, or the other. Yeah, I can see why they'd think that, but <laughs> there was nothing between members or anything. I yeah. think Joe was the first person to kind of say, like, I'm done. We were, like, standing in the parking lot where the van was parked, and, like, I remember standing on, like, the open trailer door, and then everyone else was kind of like, well, I am too, and I was just like, all right, I'm going to L.A., I guess. Like, you know, yeah. it was, yeah. that's, yeah, everyone was tired. We were making no money. We weren't on the right tours. We wanted to be on, like, with more, like, bands like us. And we got put on a lot of death metal tours and stuff, which no offense to that, but they're awesome. But like, we don't fit in there really. So like, we weren't gaining new fans. The direction and conversations was going, it, you know, it was like, it was just very frustrating. Yeah. And nowadays it would probably go a lot better death metal shows for you guys, just because yeah. it seems like those lines have blurred and streams have crossed paths a little bit, you know, in that time frame. Yeah. Things are a lot different now. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, music has music has evolved. The way people look at music has evolved. Um, the way we share music has evolved. And you know, you're totally right. We we were right there on the cusp of 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 all of this new sharing information or sharing platforms and such for music coming out. And social media was getting huge. But I don't know. It's like it's one of those uh, catch twenty twos where it's like it's like was it like just a beautiful period that we were in that was mm-hmm. a little bit different and like still sort of in that pre-social um, phase um, or was it like we should have held on for a, a little while longer and we might have gotten even bigger you know but yeah. um, I don't know I think the value was there though right Paul like what we were doing was so valuable and like and rad yeah. like the, and, and you know the connections we made and the people we met it's like it I was, think I mean it was so we kind of we kind of just left some people you know like not screw i mean i guess we kind of screwed people over we had shows booked and things and you know <laughs> uh, so i've always felt bad about that like we were supposed to go to new england metal fest we had an interview with mtv2 with the new record coming out and like yeah <laughs> we just want like that if that gives you any clue to our state of mind yeah i mean that's rough you know to, to just to walk away from that so yeah i think we should have given it a shot and at least you know try to do one tour after the record came out and see what happened um and then i think we all would have liked that yeah I think we needed some time to cool off and shouldn't have just pulled the plug instantly. Be like, let's take a few months off, let the record come out, see how it does. And, you know, but, you know, can't go back and change that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, hindsight is twenty twenty, and we're talking about it 15 years past. So, you know, I'm sure yeah. like yeah. everyone in the band has thought of every alternative reality that could have possibly happened, you know, and been like, well, well for sure. You know, if we did, if we turned left on that street at that time, we ran into Ozzy and been on Ozfest. But, um. Yeah. So, like, oh man, because you guys were the band. You guys weren't, uh, you, you know, the original founding members. Yada yada yada. But the band had already been going on for, I don't know, what was it? Almost ten years by that time, or like eight years or um, something like that. By the time ninety nine, yeah, was the first like iteration of the band with a different band name and uh, different drummer different singer even than Sean for the original original yeah. when they were called aphasia. So there's been a, a handful of changes yeah. over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was what, so you joined in Oh five, Will, right? Uh, I think it was Oh four. I think is when I moved up there. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, then I joined a year and a half or whatever after you, something like that. So you're um, the shortest time yeah. in the band for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then like, like Nick and I were originally in a band together when we were kids, like we, him and Rob and I all went to the same high school and the original, original singer, like way back in the day. So like, and then some of the guys in Robinson, like Jeremy was the original drummer of, of aphasia, the guy from Robinson I played with. So like, we've kind of just swapped members and always been around each other over the years. So when they kind of called me and asked if I wanted to start filling in first, it just like made sense. And I was like, hell Yeah. Yeah, I'll ride this train out for another 18, 24 months. No, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, how, I mean, I don't want to ask if there's any regrets, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you just, I mean, we kind of went over a little, a couple of regrets, but like, yeah, it had to have been like a really hard thing to at least bring up for the first couple of years after hanging it up. Had to have been. I think it was, man. I mean, yeah, it's kind of funny, like the more we talk about it, because you know, we've all made peace with, with what happened, I think, but like, it was so cool. Like it was, we were, we were doing well enough, you know, and we had a good thing going and we were writing cool music. And I think that, uh, like Paul said, there was some time to cool down, you know? And I think there was, um, 
you know, some soul searching and like, you know, ah, shit, what the hell do I do now? You know? Um, uh, because that's just part of it, right? Like you, you're so ingrained in touring. Like we just toured nonstop. Like Mm -hmm. we toured 10, 11 months out of the year and, and then we just stopped doing that. You burn yourself out. You burn people out. Yeah. I mean, it's insane that you guys got along and being on the road that long. That's why, you know, part of me is like, I know that like bands put out this, you know, statement kind of situation for some, for some issues or for some things that happen in the band. And that's just what they want to have, you know, front facing information they want to give to the public. But like, again, you guys are in the van for 10, 10 months out of the year <clears throat> grinding it. And it's not like you're in a bus, you know, playing auditoriums every day or whatever. It's, you know, at that time, it's so, it's still so new. Like the scene, hardcore and metalcore still are so new in that early 2000s era. Um, yeah, just, I know there are days that you hated each other because I hated my band and I was best friends with all those guys growing up. You know what I mean? So, but again, I, I look fondly back at all that time, even the bad times, because it is like, like Will has said, it, it's an awesome uh, time to have been able to like be a young adult and just go out around the country. You guys were doing a lot more than we were doing. You know, you guys were a part of a, a weird uh, math core, metal core wave that really now looking back at it played a big part in influencing a lot of bands that came out after 2010 and, and going and so on. I mean, we're seeing uh, somewhat of a resurgence nowadays for like, you know, math core type adjacent bands. So, yeah, I mean, God, there have to have been some time where you're just like, fuck, dude. And I mean, and again, that's why I go back to the 15 years thing. Like it, you had like a year after that, you could have been like, eh, fuck it. Let's, you guys want to get back together or, you know, just, yeah. yeah. I, I'm surprised that really didn't happen. I think Will might've, you might've texted a couple of times saying like, let's go on the tour, write a new record or something. And everyone's like, eh, LOL. But I was antsy. Yeah. I was yeah. antsy, dude. There was, um, there was no, but, there was no, I never real like hate between anyone or, like aside from like the, the brotherly arguments because of proximity that mm-hmm. were occasional, like we got along really well. I don't ever remember like a terrible fight between anyone. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. really hella fighting at all. Like, ever, honestly, man, I think we we're all just so stoked to be there. Really, mm-hmm. like, and uh, and you know we had a lot of good good stuff go on, and but uh, we were just I don't know. I mean, I I definitely think that there were months maybe the first year out we were just like damn like maybe we should maybe we should try it again but you know then i joined this reggae band and Fuck life that, moved yeah. on man you I know got, <laughs> I, I got bitches i got bitches i gotta win over at these bar gigs now dude rasta girls right, dude. bro hey 30 cat bar room is way fun you yeah. know <laughs> what was your reggae project called oh god uh <laughs> bright lights yeah I like it, it was bright lights and it was all like you and I is all like super like uh was it kind of like incubacy a, okay. not, not incubacy it was like more roots reggae but like I was doing my shit on it so it was like you know mm, interesting yeah it's gotta be is fun. it out there somewhere I don't think so it's on a burnt CD somewhere <laughs> gotta find that <laughs> I think he's gotta bring it I think he's gotta bring a copy of it up to Ohio when, when he comes back soon we'll put it on the new record it'll be <laughs> yeah. a bonus track b-side digital, track. digital exclusive <clears throat> That's right. Um, so yeah, let's talk about bowling strikes at the Bolarama for the reunion show. So how does the reunion show come back? I mean, obviously you guys are t- texting the group chat and you got these ideas. Um, and uh, again, it's a while that you all kept in contact for 15 plus years after the fact, you know what I mean? That's also commendable. So I'll give you, I'll give you those flowers there. But so you guys, thank you. You guys got the little track going, and then you're like, "Hey, let's uh, let's do a show." And then, yeah, just run me through like how the reunion show came about and the choice of venue for it. I think the the show idea came first because like writing music was like that's a whole another beast. Like, are we gonna go down that road again, or like we just get back together, put out the vinyl, do like a surprise announcement, we do one show, and like that's it. And I I think that's that was always on the table, and then. Uh, Joe uh, knew this venue 
West Side Bowl, and he was like, suggested it right away. He's like, we got to do at this place. The sound is amazing. Like, bands love coming through and playing here. Uh, local people love it. It's got great food. It was just perfect. And he was dead on. Like, I wouldn't rather have done it anywhere else. They were so great. The sound was amazing. Um, so yeah. I think that was just kind of like, that just fell into place after he suggested it. And we were like, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sure if it's just like a, I, you know, because I'm, I, they, we don't have shows necessarily in bowling alleys down here. So I was trying to like imagine in my head what that would be like. And all I can imagine is like the beach side bowling alley. And like, I'm just like, how do they like build a stage like on the lanes? Like, I'm like, how does that even work? You know, but they so, did, okay. but it's permanent. Is it? Well, so they cut like, the lanes in half. So they took out like 12 lanes or something, but they cut them in the in like halfway down mm. and then it the 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 pit area or the floor level is all the concrete that's underneath the bowling lanes right so there's like half lanes and then like this big amazing stage that that is bowling alley like bowling lanes right and it's it's really cool it's like it's a really uh artistic and cool spot um yeah the folks there are very creative and like the way they the, the it looks like a venue but there happens to be a bowling alley in the venue, and you can bowl during the show and stuff. That, that's that's a thing. Yeah, I think for sure. Not all shows, like not, our, I don't think during our show people could, but like I, during I, like I other they were, stuff, were they? I don't remember. But like while you're on stage, you're literally next to the other lanes that are open. Yeah, and you can turn around behind your amp are the old machines that like you know whatever they're called that move the pins in and stuff. Like it's <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, that sounds like a. And again, it's it's stuck out from the po- like you know I remembered it the entire time and I was like I got to ask them about that cuz it seemed like a wild thing plus I think I watched like a couple of videos we posted a couple of videos I think shortly after um the gig so yeah it looked like an interesting night and venue altogether but I had to ask about the West Side Bowl for sure uh sounds like they do that regularly there so you know for us that aren't privy to Ohio stuff you know sounds like that's a normal thing over there yeah, yeah, it's the Stop Youngstown in if spot. If you ever come through Youngstown, for sure, no doubt. West Side Bowl, big ups. I don't know if I'm re- really ever in Ohio that often. Although I think uh, the sport, the trading card, sports card national convention is there this year, so I may, I may think about trying to go to that in July. But don't hold me <laughs> account. Don't hold me to that. Um. So yeah, let's talk about new material because that's one of the things that people w- definitely want to hear about from the band that's you know coming back after 15 years almost two decades so i mean a lot of the albums that you guys have had not a lot of the albums but you know like the later album is different than the earlier album d- you know different than the middle album what are fans like what can fans expect is it going to be a mix of all three is it going to be a new direction sort of speak for you guys because again you guys have had so much time off the heavy music world that you may have gotten influenced from other things like reggae or you've learned your instruments better or you know you've gotten better at your craft or whatever so like yeah what what can fans expect on this new material and how much of it if you're willing to tell us that is will there be um i think like you said it will be a mix of every little bit of every record um wanted to revisit you know stuff from the ep a little bit of delinda definitely still conversations um and new things like i've spent the last 10 years demoing songs for a pop punk band i was in it was kind of like a day to remember style pop punk with breakdowns that kind of thing i've done a southern rock project and been in garage band and logic and figuring all that out so i I definitely got better not just at guitar but just learning more about harmonies and arrangements and how things work and so i think i'm much better than i was 15 years ago as far as that goes um will you want to add to that yeah um writing you know writing the new stuff has um you know and i, I kind of did a little bit of, of metal stuff with uh, my old band end of all in, in between um so i'd been in the studio with them right we wrote a new song um and played a played a festival um so we've all been kind of like dabbling a little bit um with the new material, I'm just um, we're, explore, we're all exploring new things while also trying to kind of stay true to like I don't know wh- how we all sort of mesh together. Mm. Um, 
And um, but yeah, there's some new um, there's some new styles that are that we're working on. But there's also a lot of the same like brutal heaviness with some uh, more melodic um, structures as well. Yeah, I think it's a lot of like hearing all these bands come out over the last you know 15 years and being like, dang, they really nailed that sound I always wanted to like pull off, but like didn't know how to do it back then. You know, like stuff like that, like what it could have, should have stuff. So being able to get to go back and be like, okay, now I can you know, actually put that kind of stuff in and just being a better musician overall. It's just like, it's really great. Like we said before, like with the kind of like regrets of how we walked away with it, just the musically, now we get to do whatever we want again and don't have anything like, you know, left stirring in your head. Like, oh, I wish I would have done that on one record or, you know, something like that. But I have to ask you, because I I had Job for a Cowboy on not that long ago, like last week or the week before, and they had a similar situation to where like they had an album come out and then they just walked away too. <clears throat> or they had an out. They walked away, and then an album came out, <clears throat> similar to your situation. But I asked them about like how are you guys selecting songs now in this particular time period of going forward, because you guys, you know, obviously will have new music, uh, whether it's an EP or a full length. But you'll have this whole other full length no one's ever heard, for the most part, other than maybe one or two songs you might have played at the reunion show recently. Like, no one's heard any of that 2008 album live for the most part. So, like, how are you guys going to juggle the fact that, like, because you don't know if you don't know what songs people yeah. like off of that live or anything like that. Because certain songs. That's a great question. Yeah. Certain songs yeah. hit different live than they do on, uh, you know, record. So you can't, you can't go by streaming numbers all the time or whatever it is. So, like, I guess, have you even thought about juggling that, that monster yet? Or have no, I, you just. <laughs> that's the first time i thought about so i i don't want to be blamed for you waking up in cold sweats now you know (laughs) pre-shows like oh what's the set list gonna be i think i think we had our sorry go ahead will yeah i was just gonna say i think it's like we kind of benefit from being uh from kind of back in that time period before it was like like a, a metal hardcore band's set list was based on metrics, mm. and it's just kind of like what we know what we know feels right, kind of. Because I think when we played our reunion show, we picked a handful of songs from Conversations, um, and they were really well received. And it seemed like they were the songs that we felt would relate a lot to what kids were, or we hoped they would. And when I say kids, I mean yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about that. Now. Yeah. You thinking kids um, are pulling up I'll, to the show? I'm always going to. Listen, if you're a hardcore kid, we're always going to be kids. True, I always, agree. I agree. How it's always going to be. Um, anyway, and yeah. So, but it was really great because the songs that we felt were re- like were sick and like would we could resonate, they really worked. And and so we've got a lot of direct feedback there versus like waiting for us. Like and now you know obviously it is we're we're older now. We understand metrics. We understand the way that business works more so. Um, <clears throat> so it's nice to have an innate feeling about shit, but it's also good to be able to say. We'll put the song out and go. All right, well, this one's working well, and we can definitely play it in this spot or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's like it, head versus heart, you know. We played four off conversations at the show, right? I think. And uh, yep. I remember just getting access to our like Spotify and Apple Music again, and just going like, "Look, let's look at the numbers. This will be like fun to see like what's been happening for fifteen years and like." Like there was a lot of conversation songs that floated up to the top, and I think it's like I tried Voodoo once, and then most of us are normal, which are the polar opposites. Like are the top two songs, so that was really cool to see. We're like we have to play that one live, and I don't think I think we played Leaving the Earth, an early version in Europe, and then maybe one of the other ones before, but like none of them have been heard live since the album came out. So it was really cool to do that and see people like singing along. Because <laughs> you're like I have yeah. no idea what's yeah. going to happen, and it was amazing. So I think we'll we'll try to do a mix. You know, we're gonna sprinkle some things out and finish what we're working on now. We don't really I don't think have a complete like grasp on exactly what it's going to be. Like, will it be just an EP, a full length, or start with some singles and then do something separate from those? Mm-hmm. So we're kind of figuring that out, but. It'll be fun no matter what to figure out how to squeeze it all in. Yeah, I mean, you could also Absolutely. just do some kind of weird between the Buried and Me set where you play for two hours every night, you know, on the tour, and you kind of just <laughs> do discography set, you know, like sets. You can just do this is this era and this era and this era, but, you know. Yeah. I get it if you don't want to do that. I understand. 
<laughs> we yeah we played at least we two from the first record two from Delinda four from Conversation and two new ones at the show. So nice. yeah, but that's a headlining set you know with ten songs so we're not always going to be able to do that. Let me double check something real quick. I I was pretty for certain about something, but now I'm second guessing myself because you were saying that with the amount of songs you played recently. Yeah, so you played two new ones, but I don't think you've released any material on the internet, have you? No. So th- other than the clips that you guys have shared via social media, there's not really any kind of... Well, you'll have one this week. We've already yeah, talked about that. Yeah, one on Friday. So there, there's one gonna, coming out on Friday. All right, cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there there may be more to come, you know? We'll see. We just don't know but, if it's uh, an EP's worth or an album's worth of content. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to keep writing, and uh, if it's flowing out and going well, then why not keep going and see where it takes us? Yeah. Um, do you have a, like, I mean, because earlier in the conversation, you you know, you said, like, we want to end it right or this or the other. Is there, an, is there a reality where it doesn't end for another 10 years? I wouldn't say that long, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it would take something. We'd have to write, like, you know, around the fur or something and, like, you never know. You, know. you never know, man. Yeah, you never I'm know. Open yeah, Death Tolls takes us out. We'll sense. stay around. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, Death Tolls. Um, whatever makes sense, I'm open to it. You know, and if that means like, okay, uh, we do two years, play some shows here, there, put out new music, and then we're all like, that was cool. Like, hang up the hat. All right. <laughs> but if it makes sense to keep going, then yeah, why not? Yeah. It's going to be something new, probably for some of the other guys juggling both their day-to-day lives that they've had the last 15 years uh, along with this new thing that's, you know, a bunch of 40-year-old dudes wanting to see your band after 20 years. is It's got to be a weird feeling for everybody, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool, though. It's, it's, it's really cool because it's, um, you know, a lot of people are, like, sort of re-excited about, you know, our, 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 you know, metal hardcore history you know mm-hmm. and it's like like they're looking back to bands and bands are getting to come back and play and like i'm gonna go see zayo soon like that's incredible for me like you know and i mean you're looking at bands that that were your your like favorite band and they inspired yeah. you to do something so it's just cool it's like a cool time in music and it really makes sense for like us to try or just to reconnect it like or like re-spark it and i mean hats off to Paul because like he just was like dude let's jam and we were like what we can and then we were like wait we can do that like let's do that yeah a lot of bands these days are doing that remote stuff and that's why like because when you mentioned like putting a finite timeline on it but like you guys may just be able to juggle all that stuff the other guys and you all may be able to juggle you know because you don't have to tour 10 11 months out of the year anymore you know what I mean like Right. Yeah. Even though you're not like the biggest band, the the name has been carried on for so long. Like, you know, you've influenced other bands, and other bands have talked about you. And obviously, the fan base has kind of kept you alive for that long and long enough for Wax Vessel to want to put your stuff out like 14 something years later. You know, on vinyl for the first time. So, you know, shout out Wax Vessel. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Where it might be easier to to maintain this time around. Plus, we got the social media whiz, Paul. Now, you know. Yeah, exactly. We're blessed, man. Paul, big ups. Um, Thank you. That's a reggae, cool, that's a reggae it, term it, that they use in reggae, big ups. It's just FYI. That's right. That's right. I, I keep <laughs> dropping it. I, I, I think he also said like three months. I think he also said hella earlier. Oh, he definitely says hella. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I do not. I say it but, too. Uh, <laughs> I say it too, Will. I was not in a, I'm not in a reggae band, but I say hella sometimes. Oh, man. Uh, shout out Heavy Heavy Lola. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Hella. even if we got to the, the point where we we're like, let's do one show a year, that's all we want to do, and like, why not? If we can do it, and everyone's practiced up, and we can sound good, you know, it doesn't have to be like a part-time thing or whatever, because we definitely can't do full-time. Yeah, no. Well, not not right now. Not right now. But Just a, just a good time. <laughs> yeah. um, who, are you guys doing everything yourself you're putting the music's out yourself uh, recording it yourself uh doing all that i mean obviously wax put out the earlier vinyl but like are you guys planning on doing any kind of physical release for whatever this content ends up being 
I'd like to do vinyl. Um, but uh, oh yeah, as far as recording, I did the demos, but we did we just went to Syracuse to record. Oh, um, so we were up there for like five days um, with uh, Jocko. He did Delenda and Conversations uh, previously. But other than that, yeah, we're doing everything ourselves as far as releasing and artwork and promotion and all that stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Have you shopped it at all or are you just kind of like doing it all on your own shoulders? Uh, we talked to a few people, um, but nothing that really quite made sense yet. So we're like, let's, you know, start putting out some stuff and see what happens. Interesting. Yeah. We, um, I only ask because we teamed up with another defunct early 2000s metalcore band, metal band from the middle of the country, uh, Pariah, who, if you got, if you made it this far into the podcast, you should go check out the new song Roadblock dropped today uh, with an animated music video, but not to steer, not to steal any limelight from, from, from a second story or anything like that. But, you know, they've made it this far. They may have known that band. They were y'all around the same timeline. <laughs> right, so, it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we we kind of hooked up with them after they got, you know, back after fourteen years or something like that too. And we're putting out their uh, we're putting out their little EP. In a, so you guys acting like kind of a label now, or? Yeah, we kind of brought that back a little bit. Uh, Alex had a label earlier on, Unholy and Lie by Mistake, both put out a record on lamb goat records i think those are the only two not I, not i think i know those are the only two uh and then <laughs> shortly after we took over um i started the podcast just to give you a brief history i started the podcast with alex in 2018 2019 somewhere along that line along the lines we started talking about you know i take it over for him and then here we are but in doing so I've brought on more people that have more ability to do things within the company, not just, it was just Alex prior. So we've relaunched the label as one of those things. And uh, yeah, we just, you know, I had played a show with Pariah like way back in the day. And one thing led to another. And they were on the podcast like you guys are. And we just have kept having conversations and we put out their, uh, or we're going to put out their EP. So yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. So, I think the band played with Pariah before me were you do you were you in the band with them then yeah i remember i remember them for sure they, yeah i remember the name yeah yeah a little different nowadays they're not as tech deathy they say ah okay tech deathy tech deathy i love it <laughs> but hey, you know what we all grow up a little bit so and you know dustin not to derail this conversation even further but dustin's also in some weird side project bands will so you're not the only one that dabbles outside the genre <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you might. You yeah, may. it's good to have uh, good to have good people around. You know, um, keep keep exploring, kids. You yeah. know, diverse cultures. It's all good. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah, try new things. I will say these guys with the new new music, they really kind of uh, pushed me to um, try some new things and um, explore some new sounds. And I'm really stoked to like for people to kind of hear what we've come up with um, with these new songs. Um, they're they're super fun. They're pretty relentless, but also beautiful. So nice. Um, yeah, it's cool. And as a vocalist, because you do both, you know, you do clean singing and not clean singing uh, historically on the records. But as a vocalist coming back around, <clears throat> especially for a more extreme music, because in other projects you don't have to utilize, you know, your voice as strin. You don't have to be as strenuous on your voice because you're not screaming or yelling or trying to create another sound with your vocal cords yada yada outside of your voice have you taken any advantage of like any of the multiple millions of videos on like youtube or instagram or anything where people are like mimicking vocalists of heavy bands like you know there's a whole courses out there that you can get from people that are like oh you want to and now everything's got a like terminology like like the fry scream or this or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Sure. Sure. I don't know what the technical term <laughs> is or anything, but like they all, you know, yeah. and have you ever, have you taken advantage of any of that stuff? Like, or do you feel too old to like, even like look in that vein of the internet? You... No, no, no. Yeah. I've, I've uh, when someone told me about those kinds of videos, I definitely watched them just because it's interesting, right? It's, mm -hmm. um, it's cool to see, uh, this form of vocal expression being analyzed in a, uh, a way that that is kind of being broken down and and uh, 
recreated or taught um, in a because you know a lot of it's screaming singing and screaming and using your voice that way is like it can full on damage your voice mm-hmm. if you don't do it correctly right I mean and a lot of us older dudes just kind of figured it out you know um, but I think that it's really cool and and I did watch a couple of videos when I was like retraining my voice kind of and you know practicing in my car on the way to work I was just like oh yeah like this is how you do this and then those videos were like oh yeah awesome like this is I am doing it right you know <laughs> yeah. um, so that's cool and uh, but uh, I think it's, was... uh, it's it's an go yeah. ahead no 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 finish well I was just gonna it's, it's just it's really cool it's like that we've kind of talked about our band was like this almost modern mm-hmm. metal band mm-hmm. right but, but we weren't we're not like our music might have gone was going there and our music made it but we still kind of didn't as as dudes so it's <laughs> catching up and like and like learning new things and i'm not saying we're idiots or anything but like you know it's it's fun to like learn the new processes and the new the new styles no and i, I also think that people in your position nowadays wait people that were people that could have uh, how do i people that are your age from when you were in a band in current times it's a little it's a little easier that's that information is more readily available a lot more bands have come and gone in that time frame uh you know they have terminology now for certain sounds and noises and stuff like that whereas in the beginning of time it was all like just very we we just just making it up as we it went. sounds like widdly widdly <laughs> it was, it's a widdly part it, you know this part that part yeah make your voice sound like this diddly diddly bree bree diddly yeah, diddly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Er, er, diddly it's a diddly. pig squeal i think it's a pig squeal that's what yeah but, yeah uh, the brie was the first uh definition of in, in metal right like i think that honestly the, yeah brie i was like yeah yeah i think okay. that was the first definite <laughs> or, or whatever you want to call it yeah pig squeal and brie what do you mean People would use that to describe bands and not just the sound. Um, So I remember one insult (laughs) to my old band, Robinson. Uh, It was, I think it was in the lamb goat comment section on something. And someone was like, oh, they're so Brie. And someone else was like, oh, they're not really Brie. He's like, yeah, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like an umbrella, umbrella comment. Like, whoop, throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, but I wonder... I wonder if it, you know, if things would be, I mean, obviously things would be different for these newer bands to be back in the day, but I don't think they really understand how wildly wild west everything was, especially in not that long ago for a genre that, you know, might be their entire life right now, 20 plus years ago that it was such wild west stuff, you know? And again, I'm, I'm a part of it, but like I'm the lowest, lowest, lowest rung member of the like that crew probably because like my band wasn't that great although we did say fuck it and we hit the road too you know what i mean like and i remember the day you could do i know i remember the day going like how do they how do do you do that like how do they go on tour all the time and i was like oh you just book a tour and then just show up and hope that's when it got really scary you're just like oh you hope everything works out yeah hope the random guy you talk to on myspace is gonna actually (laughs) pay you the 150 bucks yeah Shit, hundred fifty yeah. bucks. That'd have been a week's worth of pay almost back then. For yeah. Us, <laughs> Print your uh, map quest directions and get your binder together. Oh my god, I had a yeah. con- who do I have a conversation with about that? It was like last week's episode or whatever. That's old stuff. Man. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about like, like atlases. Like you know, yeah, like, my dad up. had so many atlases, I would like be comfortable reading them. And we'd pull over on the side of the road because obviously there was no GPS or whatever. You'd have your map quest stuff but you'd be like where the hell are we <laughs> yeah man <laughs> i remember when i joined the band and uh i didn't have a gps in the last band so i got in i was like oh y'all got that garmin like wow yeah, like, yeah. you made it <laughs> oh i remember when the we Tom got Tom? that i remember we got that on the road tom tom it was the tom tom mm-hmm. i think the first one we ever got was the tom tom did you have to update it with a cd you had to like get it up you had they like they sent out updates via cd rom or something like that <laughs> man you know the golden golden days you know glory yeah. days it like, didn't take long for them to go like this fucking cd stuff ain't working we got a direct we got to yeah. get a satellite up there or something yeah nobody's doing that <laughs> yeah yeah or yeah no satellite. one would update no one would update their garmin or tom tom <laughs> they'd be going with like five year old information and new highways have been opened yeah. up and shit. It'd probably cause a lot of wrecks and shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can download the new roads on the CD-ROM. Like, <laughs> um, we'll end it with this last conversational topic. You got another band coming back for a show. Um, let me just double check. You guys haven't played this thing already. Nope, it's on. Uh, uh, fucking what's that holiday? St. Patrick's Day, I believe. Uh, Flesh and yep. Blood Robot is coming back, and they're going to be playing a show with you guys. Um, obviously, Chris is in. Um, See you next Tuesday you as next well. Tuesday. So yeah, um, that's pretty cool because I also that was another band name that I hadn't heard in like you know a fortnight of years almost, and <laughs> you know they, it, I hear it again. I'm like, oh my god, I, it, that just brings back some of the weird nostalgic memories of like early 2000s and just going to these like little shit halls, you know, around my area in South Georgia. And I swear, and I could be wrong, and I think I might have talked to Chris about this earlier, but I swear I saw Flesh and Blood Robot, whether it's maybe it was here in town or in some other like local place nearby, but I hadn't heard of them or thought about them since that time. And this is a wild time. Yeah, it's a wild cool time right now. Everyone's coming yeah, back. Every- we felt like we were late to the party. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Flesh and Blood announced that. I think it's been 19 years since their last show or something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, I have a. I have that's a, where we first met Fox before See You Next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so we, we go way back with him. Great dude. Great dude. Uh, is that going to be your first out of town show? I guess in you know 15 years. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. It's only our second show so, since <laughs> yeah. the West Side Bowl. And I, I didn't want to make it seem like that. I just was. This is your first out of town show, right? In a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That'll Weekend Warrior. That will be cool. Tickets have been on sale for a month. Uh, if you're in, what is it, Michigan? Uh, it'll be in Michigan, right? Yeah, Grand Rapids. The 18th? 17th. A lot of great bands on that one. 17th, yeah, Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Shout out to Nights uh, Like These. We'll get to play with them again. Yeah. Heartsick, Dust Sisters, right. Strangers. Yep. It's, it's like yeah. reunion show headliners and then a bunch of great bands holding down the support roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be they awesome. They got a super cool uh, projectionist guy doing late. Same super nuclear. Like we've seen some pics from his shows. They look dope. So excited yes. for that. That'll be something different. So it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a little bit of the EDM world blend, bl- bleeding over into the metal world. You know, I can dig it. I suppose so. Yeah. I don't know anything about EDM, but they do lights and lasers and stuff, man. You know, you go to a rave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been to a rave. I was thinking more something. Pink Floyd, like you know, a freak out or something like that. You know, no, that's too cool. That's too cool. <laughs> I was going way more borderline, like take drugs, have a lot of lights flashing. Weird oh, music man. plan. I mean, Pink. Oh. That's also Pink Floyd. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we were. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. You described the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just a different. Maybe different kinds of drugs. I, that's all. I should. I don't know. Yeah, Probably I don't know. different kinds. Depends of on drugs. who you're hanging with. But um, man. Yes, it's gonna be fun. Pyramid Scheme is the venue, and it's it's supposed to be super sick. Um, that's one of the coolest things about getting back together and playing music again is um, getting to see a lot of old friends, reconnect with a lot of cool people make new friends um, and just play shows for people who have seen us in the past and haven't seen us in the past because um, there's still a lot of life to live and a lot of fun to be had and music to make. And I mean, dude, I'm, I'm literally just so stoked to be able to do it again. And, you know, thanks to Paul and the guys again, because they got me out of the woods and away from my pig farm and, you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm uh, out there hollering again so i'm stoked thank you like thank you everybody i'll put a blanket thank you out there for everyone yeah and getting thank vocal, you getting vocal lessons from the pigs out there you're a brie band now guys so that's exactly <laughs> right yeah Shit. <laughs> um god there was one thing i was gonna ask i was gonna, ask, I was gonna end it on that i don't know the pig farm thing threw me off and then i had to like remember to say that part but it that, that happens <laughs> that, that happens a lot that happens a lot with me you'll figure it out You'll figure it out. But I appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, God, fucking, what was the last thing I was going to ask you? It's gone. I apologize. I'll apologize. It's gone. Either way, Flesh and Blood Robot from a second story window, (laughs) March 17th. Go to that. You got some new stuff coming out this week. Friday, a new song. You got another new song that you aren't going to let us know when that's coming out, but we know you got another, at least another song because you play it live. Uh, you can hear that March 17th in Grand Rapids. But yeah, we look forward to uh, more from you boys. 
obviously we will help share whatever you whatever you need and uh yeah maybe don't hang it up after a year you know just let it breathe a little bit guys <laughs> get some air we might won't make any harsh quick decisions this time yeah <laughs> Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys being on the show. And if you don't mind, I'm going to cut this off, but stick around just for a quick second afterwards. And then uh, I'll, let, yeah. I'll let you go. But yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you so much. Later, everybody. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!